if you got to the end of this episode and feel like you want to find your career calling, check out fycareercalling.com where I can help you gain clarity and confidence in your next step. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe and share it with a friend. Because friends, life is too short. Find what you love. Hello friends, welcome to Find Your Career Calling podcast dedicating to helping you find your next step outside of university by learning about different roles in different industries from the professionals themselves. In this episode, I have the doc- Dr. Romina, who is an associate researcher at the University of Seville, where her focus is on social networks. And she also lectures at the University of Malta. So, Dr. Romina, thank you for your coming to the show. Can you give us an overview of your career path so far? Okay, thank you for having me on the show. Um, so, I studied communication studies at the University of Malta. And then after that, um, I did a traineeship in India uh, during the dot-com boom. And that kind of gave me uh, more uh, on the business side of what was happening in technology. Then um, I wanted to pursue my academic interests. So I did a master's in the University of Seville um, on digital media. And then I came back to Malta and I was working um, with the Center Information Management Unit in Malta. And then after that, I got a post with the Institute for, for Prospective Technological Studies in Seville, which is part of the European Commission, part of the Joint Research Center of the European Commission. And then in parallel to that, I finished my PhD on social networking and um, mobile individuals. And now I work as a researcher at the University of Seville. Brilliant. And what do you do on a daily basis as a researcher? Okay, so basically we are, at the moment I'm working on a project on open education. So my job involves researching, writing, editing, interviewing people, going to conferences. So this is more or less analyzing data. So So for our listeners who are still um, at university or straight out of university, how did you decide the career path for you? And do you think there are certain um, personalities or characteristics that really suit what you do now? Um, I, I was just actually having this conversation with a relative of mine. I never ever thought that I would become an academic. Um, I think you become an academic through um, various processes, let's say. Um, and at, while you're at university, there are, there are some students who already know that's going to be their path. But in reality, I think when you're at university, you should be just focusing on your studying uh, be curious, read, research, and enjoy your studies, and think about what you might want to do in the future. But I think academia comes much later than your undergrad uh, studies. Okay. And what do you think is your favorite thing about your role? Um, I think it's been changing. Um, so I really like, I, I really used to like research. I, I actually, in the beginning, I really used to like the travel part. So presenting work and traveling, I think this part I start liking less. And now I like more the research part. So having the possibility to research a topic and going in depth uh, about the topic and actually 
uh, after a period of time, you realize you've really matured about this topic. And more recently, I actually really start write, enjoying writing a lot because I've realized that when I stop and write without any interference, I've um, really uh, maturing on the argument, on the ideas, on the notions, and it kind of gives you another perspective of uh, of, a, of a particular topic. Oh, brilliant. So another key issue that arose during our interview was the challenges for women who wanted to have children in the academic field. Here, um, Dr. Romina explains the challenge that she faced when she was pregnant with her second child. Okay, perhaps the challenging part came when um, I decided with my partner that we're going to have the first child and then eventually the second child. Um, in research, uh, you are meant to be publishing all the time and nobody ever takes into account that you're actually um, uh, looking after two children. So there's a period where you're, um, you're meant to be um, supplying more research and writing more research and publishing more research, and you're also meant to be uh, taking care of your young children and uh, everything that comes up with maternity. So I think it was quite challenging, and that gap, for instance, in terms of publication, remains empty for me. Um, but nobody ever think that you were actually on maternity leave. Um, the maternity leave, which we think, which we talk about, in reality, is not. Um, it's the lack of publications that you have in your CV when you when you look at that period. Um, thinking about it now, I think um, I'm very happy I chose the path I chose, which is taking care of my children while they are young and also trying to combine it with research, um, because you have a research basically career throughout all your life, and this moment that you actually dedicate for, for your children is also very important. And do you see other kind of, not just female, but also male colleagues on paternity leaves have the same problem? No, no, totally different. This is the this is the issue. So when I am applying for a post, for instance, myself and my male colleague will be we will be judged um, on on what you have in terms of your CV. So we both have have had, we both had children at the same time. Of course, his CV is much is better because he did not take children. Yeah. Uh, no, he has children, but he did not take parental leave. Mm because his wife would have taken the parental leave. Um, so in reality, he would have had more, uh, more time to be able to publish work, uh, while I would have had a gap, and, but nobody ever think about yeah. the fact that you had children in that period. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I think it's a wider issue, for sure, in academia as well, it's, in other industries. It's just amazing because you are being uh, evaluated on on what you're done. On, on common grounds when you're not in common grounds. Yeah, and you and how much I travel. And I remember with my PhD, they asked me to do a traineeship. And I was like, listen, I've been traveling. I've traveled so much. I don't need this international yeah. experience. I don't. I, I really consider myself to be international because I've traveled, you know, like. Yeah, a lot. So. <laughs> Um, of course, I'm sure there are also challenging parts to the role. What kind of challenges have you faced so far and how did you get over them? Okay, so perhaps this, the most challenging part for me was um, uh, first language because um, I work with the University of Seville and sometimes I have to juggle between two languages and um, perhaps English for me is 
the one I use for the academia and perhaps Spanish is not at a level that um, if I want to use it at academia it's like um, the best level let's say. Um, and the second part would be statistical analysis. So I've had some, I don't know, um, I needed help and uh, with some statistical analysis. But I think over the process, uh, in the process you learn a lot and you become, you realize that you actually can, ha can ask, you have a network of people around you who help you. And in our team, we actually are very good because we are good in different, uh, different parts of research. So we kind it's of help each other, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, amazing. And down to my favorite question, what has been your proudest moment in your career so far? Okay. Um, perhaps that happened a few months ago. <laughs> um, I, I can think of two occasions. So... Um, Okay, one of the one of the jobs I did for the European Commission was um, the a project we did on creativity and innovation in European schools in 27 member states, and that uh, study has actually influenced the policy of the European Commission on creativity and innovation. So I think it was quite quite interesting when the study was published, and it's a study which remains cited whenever anybody's studying on creativity and research, creativity and innovation in, in, um, in education. And the second one would be last January, one of my papers was selected from the University of Seville as the best second paper. Oh, congratulations. Of, thank you. <laughs> of 2017. So I think this was a proud moment. <laughs> and we can't end without asking you, what do you envision your career? What's your next step? Um, I think um, it will remain in research, I suppose. Um, probably the topic will change because the topics keep changing since I started. I started working on social networking sites and then moved to creative innovation in education, social computing, and now we are social networking on migration. And now we are working on open education. So possibly it will remain like... Um, Research, it will remain in the research area, it will, the, but the topic will probably change. Lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Thank, Thank you. you for having me here. Cool. Perfect. Okay. That's it. Uh if you got to the end of this episode and feel like you want to find your career calling, check out fycareercalling.com where I can help you gain clarity and confidence in your next step. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe and share it with a friend. Because friends, life is too short. Find what you love. <laughs>